Coming up on My Culture Story, it's not every day that you can claim victory over three multinational corporations and a state government, a federal government, and a virulent lobbyist industry. In this episode, we celebrate the victory of stopping the Ulyri uranium mine. Oi, 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 oi. Come on, podcast, go. G'day, welcome. I'm Kato Muir and this is My Culture Story, a short podcast series devoted to sharing my culture with you, the listener. I'm a Ngalia man from the deserts of Western Australia and in this podcast I share my insights into Ngalia language, Ngalia country, Ngalia arts, Ngalia history and generally discuss culture and relationships between Aboriginal people and the wider community in Australia. Well, I hope you enjoy it and we'll get on with the episode. Hey, my culture story mob. Good day and welcome back to another episode of My Culture Story. I'm Kato Muir. And in this episode, I want to share some of our excitement, elation and victory. We received news that Cameco, the multinational uranium company, failed to seek an extension on their mining approvals for their mine, their proposed uranium mine at Illyri. To myself and our legion of Walkajura walkabout, walkers to the WANFA crew, West Australian Nuclear Free Alliance, and our dual native title holders, especially the amazing three women, the elders Shirley, Elizabeth and Vicky who I remember clearly rang me up one day and wanted to come out on the walk and she's been walking ever since and a special acknowledgement to our senior elder my old brother-in-law who passed away last year he carried the flag 
and walked many miles sharing the story of one d uranium leave it in the ground now the history of Yuliri goes way way back nearly 50 years it's a almost exposed deposit of uranium that has been known by many mining companies for years and this is the really special part of this great victory that we had this week we have stood up over a period of 50 years we've stood up against major multinational mining companies we've stood up against a virulent uranium industry and we've stood up against state and federal governments approving and authorizing this dirty destructive mine and it all started 50 years ago with the past generation of elders who were fresh off fighting to protect the sacred sites at Weibo and then to discover that the mining company wanted to develop the Yuliri uranium mine so these elders in Leonora they stood strong, they held their resolve they were supported by elders in Kalgoorlie who even drove and protested mobilized down the streets and drew attention to the potential of this uranium mine now people like Shirley Wanyabong who today is one of our senior elders she was a young girl back then and her father was the leading stockman or leading Aboriginal stockman on Uliri station so Shirley and Elizabeth her sister grew up there grew up on Uliri station and one of the things that it becomes apparent when people understand the role of Aboriginal people on pastoral leases is often the Aboriginal men, the lead characters who were quite prominent at the pastoral lease also took on and held 
senior cultural and spiritual responsibilities for country. And this is a story captured by, at that time, a young anthropologist known as uh, Ken Lieberman. Now, Professor Lieberman is now a retired anthropologist. The last I heard he was associated with the University of Oregon. He wrote some interesting books back, uh, papers back then. He talked about the continuity of practice of cultural tradition and practice and spirituality alongside and out of sight of the white settlers who made up the past releases. And Lieberman's report, he wrote a report also of Uliri, which strikes back to where the Jewel people, the Jewel nation, with their native title determination sit today. Because a lot of the pastoral leases like Yaliri, Albin Downs, Yakabindi, a lot of them were established in the 1920s. When prior to that, the ancestors of today's dual native title holders were still living traditional nomadic lives on the land. And so in 1970s when Ken Lieberman wrote this report, he had the opportunity then to interview some of these people in their 80s who were a direct link to the pre-contact life of Aboriginal people in this country. So around this uh, site of Yiliri, there are a number of dreaming stories that travel through it. There's a sacred men's story, which I won't share or talk about in this podcast. There is a two sisters dreaming story, which I will share in a future podcast. And then there's the seven sisters. So all of these this place, which is Yiliri, means it's a anglicised transliteration of the word Yodlorengo. Yodlorengo is wailing, crying, and it's a place of death, which seems to correlate with exactly what uranium ore is. 
and there's a whole range of uh, interconnections between the place on the earth the heavens above the movement of people the movement of animals and so in many of these ways where you have mineral deposits manda in the land in Parnanganyanago you have the correlations between the spiritual domain the physical domain coming together and that's the journey ways or the pathways that we as Aboriginal people navigate when we conceptualize actualize and engage in responsibilities on country so it's a great victory for us to have this uranium mine lapse in its approvals the campaign's not over we still need to continue to make sure that uranium mining never occurs in western australia but for the moment we reflect how our campaign which is built on and grounded and rooted in the spiritual domain moves on to protect and this is one of the actions that Shirley Lizzie and Vicky took and they lost in the courts but at the end of the day were still victorious but one of the actions they took was to protect troglophona and stigophona and these are these small i suppose insignificant creatures small insect like creatures and small prawn like creatures that live in the underground caverns that make up the earth in which the Ulleri uranium deposit sits it sits in a rock formation known as calcrete and calcrete is like i think it is limestone and the limestone is you know calcified rock but it's created through the movement of the water and the depositing of water and there's caves uh underground and if you've ever been down into the southwest down near yelling up and places like that you would have noticed the uh the caves in the earth down there i think in some respects it's a similar type thing that we have up here but i'm not sure at the scale but these caves are often filled with water and 
in that water, in these isolated caves, so there's small caverns in the earth, in these isolated places are the Stiga fauna and the trogla, I think they're called trogla fauna, troglodytes, troglodytes maybe. What is so amazing about these creatures, which are These creatures are endemic, and endemic meaning that they occur nowhere else on Earth apart from in their particular little cave. And the cave could range from the size of a room to the size of a house, I'd imagine. Just imagine that. A living life form. that never knows anything beyond that small, confined, dark space in which it lives. Now, if memory serves, I think there were seven of these species, endemic species that occur nowhere else in the universe, nowhere else on Earth. Seven of these species were approved and authorised by the federal government and the state government of Western Australia to be destroyed, to be made extinct. Now you just scratch your head, this beggars disbelief. How can humans sit in judgment over another life form and for the sake of short-term financial income authorize the extinction of that species. I'm sure that must be wrong. But no, both the Environment Minister in the West Australian government at the time, the Liberal government, and the Environment Minister in the Federal government authorised the extinction of these species. The Conservation Council, our nuclear free campaign, and Shirley, Elizabeth and Vicky took action to challenge this and sadly they lost. And so you see here there are three common or three stories around this Yuliri. One is it's a place of spiritual and cultural significance. It's a place of immense environmental significance. And the biggest story now which I hope will inspire generations of activists. It does not matter how big the mining company is. It does not matter how many approvals they get. It does not matter how many court cases they win. If you stand up 
take action walk promote the story and never ever ever give up you can succeed you can stop these massive mining developments so i'm a realist i know that another company in the absence of the state government banning uranium mining forever in western australia Cameco or someone else may try to do it again but our campaign we walked for 7 years the first year we walked from Wooloona all the way to Perth which i think is a 2000 km journey and subsequent years we walked from Yeliri down to Leonora which is a 400 km journey we walked for 7 years with people from all over the world and each one of those people that walked their footsteps on the land china parano their footsteps on the land left an impression this is the spiritual process of walking walking on country walk with bare feet on country it's spiritual it's powerful and it's very very effective so yes let's celebrate i'm so very proud of the achievements of all the people who have walked to save yeliri okay hope you got something from that little chumang ayo little story and i'll see you all next time Pala dangola ndako During our years of walking and campaigning to stop the Yeliri uranium mine we had visitors from far and wide creative people with talent music songs in their hearts and this special song by Catriona Blank otherwise known as Cat Ballou just demonstrates the wide scope of support that we have out there guardians of the land are turning on the car i'm traveling traveling fast and far out to the desert to the countryside there's people in the car with me that's taking me out there to see the country that is all that right ah
They tell me things that I have never heard. They share their country's mysteries and histories that dazzle me, and loss and longing rings in every word. Guardians of the land. I promise I'll tell your story wherever I may go. Take it with me. I promise I'll share your story because it is still part of me. Their rights denied, feet on the earth, their heads held high. They fight for what is rightly theirs. They know the law, they know the land, in ways we fail to understand. They're bound to it. They are the ants, guardians of the land. And here I am, a foreign child, to see this country fast and wild, to deeply listen, look and learn. I see the struggles, see the fights for some of the most basic rights that most of us will never need to earn. Guardians of the land. I promise I'll tell your story wherever I may go. I will take it with me. I promise I'll share your story because it is now part of me. I marvel at what it must take to keep this movement wide awake, to never waver, never cease, to keep the vision, keep the claim, and never ever lose the aim of gaining rights, of gaining peace. Guardians of the land. I wish you courage, wish you strength, no matter what may be the length you have to go to, to be free. No matter how long it will take, may you keep passion wide awake, and overall I wish you sovereignty.
I promise I tell your story wherever I may go. I will take it with me. I promise I'll tell your story because it is now part of me. Because it is now part of me. Because you are now part of me. A beautiful song by German recording artist Katriona Blank or Katriona from her album Raisin, also known as Cat Baloo.